The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people might see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance, so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to others to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden, and your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. As I mentioned yesterday, in, in very much the same way today, the, the, the readings, or sort of the theme about the readings lately, are all about, like, if you have a choice, always make the holier choice. That, that's like the thing. We go throughout the rest of our life, and we always try to make the holier choice, so that eventually it becomes a habit. It becomes something that we would automatically do, like brushing our teeth. There's this really, really basic principle. So the principle of all moral theology that St. Thomas Aquinas says. What's great about St. Thomas Aquinas is when you read him, it might sound confusing, but almost every one of his principles has like the shortest thing, right? Love, willing the good of the other. Moral theology, do good, avoid evil. You know, he breaks it down into very, very simple terms. So it's always to choose the, the holier thing. I, I've just had, you know, when you have mentors in your life, sometimes you, you marvel at the way that they function. And, and so today, you know, it's, it's funny because I always look at the intention for the Mass before we make our intention for the Mass. And so the intention of the Mass today is for me. And so it's just like I'm celebrating today's Mass for me because this is the third anniversary of my priestly ordination. But shortly before I celebrated Mass, I happened to look at my email. And I got an email from the bishop who ordained me a deacon in Rome. He was the rector at the North American College for 10 years. His name is Bishop, uh, bishop James Cecchio, and he's the bishop of Metuchen, uh, New Jersey. And I had said to somebody who works with him. I said, you know, what Bishop Jekio taught me when I really, I'm still learning this lesson, right? Like, I don't always apply it. Like, I, he applies it amazingly. I'm still, like, really learning how to do this. But I would, I would be floored. We'd have these big, big events or something like the rector's dinner, and all these people would be there. And, I mean, literally, the seminarians would serve 
the, everybody there wearing white gloves and their clerics and everything. It was a big, big deal. And um, at the end of those things, there would always be a handwritten letter on the corkboard at the end of a long day and a long night. Yeah, there were cardinals there and all these different people. And Bishop Cecchio was in charge of it, right? He was the one in charge, the most busy person in that scenario. And always this handwritten letter at the end of the night that he had to go back up to his room, sit down at his desk, pull out some stationery, and write this letter to the community about how proud he was of everybody and what a good job everybody did. And I just, I marveled at that. Archbishop Lasney's very much the same way. Always gives you an, a note, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, man, they're so good. And so this morning, right, somebody says, I said, you tell him, you tell Bishop Cecchio, I said, hello, you know, and I thank him because there's things like that that were a good influence on me. And what does he do? He sends me an email this morning, you know, I ran into this person and they talked to me. So um, at the same conference that I ran into this other individual, two of my formators happened to be there at the time. And um, one of them, Father Hanley, was standing by, there was in the entrance way, before you would go into the church, there was a table and there was a statue of our Blessed Mother on it. And he had an empty bottle of water in his hand. And for a second, he just had his arms full and he was about to put the bottle of, of water, like the empty bottle on the table for just a second to adjust things in his arm. And then he said, oh no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that because this is a holy thing, a holy object, a representation of our Blessed Mother. 99.9% .9 of people would have put that bottle of water down, adjusted things, and like not even given it a second thought. But I was, I was with Father Hanley for three or four years, and I saw him do stuff like that all of the time. So it was just like, you're confronted with a decision, sometimes even the most basic of decisions, and you do the holier one, right? You choose, what's the best thing that I could possibly do here? And another great mentor of mine, his name is Father Belsol. He's a Benedictine monk, and he was in charge of formation at the seminary, or not formation, he was my human formation advisor, but he was in charge of liturgy at the seminary. And, and he said something to us that I'll never, ever forget. He said, the people have a right to the church's liturgy, not your own. And I always, always remembered that, that at the beginning in that very large book, The Roman Missal, there is like, this is what to do and how to do it. And then even on the pages that you're on, there's things that tell you, this is what you do and this is what you read, right? And you go through that. And so always trying to stay true to that because that's what you all deserve. Not, now of course, when I preach a homily, obviously, like aspects of my personality come out and different things like that. But, but the liturgy, the thing that the church has given us it is an amazingly profound prayer for everybody. And so I, I think about that today on the day that I was ordained, that already, already, just, gosh, already like over a couple thousand masses. It's a crazy thing just because of how many you celebrate in a day sometimes. I mean, it's just, it boggles my own, my own mind. But, but this, this liturgy is for you and for everybody in the world. Today, 
I'm going to use Eucharistic prayer number four for the Eucharistic prayer. It's very, very rarely used, so as such, very, very rarely heard by, by, by people in the pews. And I just want you to listen closely what the liturgy is saying, what that prayer is. It, you will hear that recounts all of salvation history. It's a very unique Eucharistic prayer. But it recounts salvation history. And listen to the language on how it's praying for the world. Praying for the world. Praying for all kinds of people. You that are here. Other people that are not present. Those who have died. Like, it is an unbelievable language. So that remember, like, more than anything I ever say, it's this. The thing that happens in the liturgy, the thing that the church actually gave priests to celebrate for you, that is far, far more important. So important that actually a homily is not even necessary for a daily mass. Like, you don't have to say one. <laughs> On Sunday, you do have to do a homily. That's a requirement. Again, another thing the church asks you, tells you to do. But the most important thing is that I would get up, we would do the readings, I would go straight to the altar and celebrate the mass because that's the most important thing, not so much what the priest says. And so today, it's just a reminder of what happens here on the altar as we lead into Corpus Christi is the most important source in our life to continue to transform us into somebody who always makes the holier choice. God bless you all.